Welcome to the pod, everyone. A shout out to SGS. Hey, Rusty, why are we uh, partnering with SGS? Uh, uh, some, some, some good people there. Pretty excited about their sports coaching courses and sports courses. Keen to make them industry ready so when people leave, they're able to go and transfer it to any kind of industries, coaching, teaching, being an analyst, business, whatever it might be. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty exciting times, really. So what's so special about their degree courses that others won't be doing? I think it'll be lots of uh, real good partnerships, uh, opportunities for people to, to get into different contexts and learn and practice. It'll be feel very applied. People will be stretched and supported and will leave you know, ready to just go and thrive in the uh, big old world out there. SGS College is the home of Bristol's higher education sports programmes. The programmes are designed to develop unique, innovative and creative sports practitioners ready for industry. Do you want to be a coach or teacher of the future? Start your journey here at SGS College and become more than just a graduate. Visit sgscol.ac.uk to apply now. Christian Fletch, live from Semper School, 10 million steps in to our three weeks here legs are sore um what are you what are you thinking what are you feeling this morning mate uh yeah good no good actually i drive my car around a little bit more than you so um uh, but no uh, excited for the last couple of days on week three so uh it's been noticed that you drive your car around by other <laughs> staff they <laughs> say yeah they say it's because you're like the boss and you like just try to pass them waving like regally uh, yeah, it's because I carry quite a lot of the kits. Uh, unlike lots of the coaches who don't bring anything, got lots of stuff in the car, lots of stuff. We're ready to go. Cool, nice. Uh, we're going to do a year on. We got some questions. I'm just going to ask you them, and then you can uh, you can ask, ask me you. them if you can be bothered. All right. Uh, why do you do what you do? Um, why do I do what I do? Um, it was kind of forced on me a bit. Um, uh, it was always part of the plan that I'd move from player development more into coach development that was that was part of it I think when you work with young people to be to be uh, the foresight of uh, how old I am um, uh, it was always a natural progression it just came a little bit early because of the circumstances but uh, I'm loving it I'm enjoying working with coaches uh, still get on the grass a bit often just to demonstrate um, gives me a bit of time to coach my kids and various other groups as well some different sports Oh, what cool. about you? Uh, I don't know, I was just thinking of Dean Macy when we sat in there the other day talking about why he did what he did. He could earn a lot more money doing other stuff, but this was just the thing that gave him the buzz, helping people, getting in the car, thinking, oh, hopefully I've made a difference. And as opposed to, you know, we, you could do lots of stuff that wouldn't necessarily do that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like a job. I think that's what I got from Dean as well. Huge passion around just wanting to give back and wanting to help people and getting satisfaction and... I think if you work in coaching, that's generally, you know... Hopefully. You, hopefully. Most people would have that call, and I definitely do. I get huge satisfaction out of just delivering some, um, let's call it a session, to people, and um, if I'm challenging them or supporting them, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's why I do it. Which session this year that you've done have you left thinking, oh, I have smashed that, like that was? Um, I mean, that's a real... Good question. That's what I'm here for. Um, I, I do think we did, uh, although they got better as they went on, uh, the school sessions. I thought they were, so we were playing around on the digital video game stuff. Or game, AKA. AKA gamification. Um, 
and yeah, I was pretty excited about lots of that, but not because of my delivery, just because of the interaction and how sticky it often was. Often coach development's not sticky enough. It's a word that you use quite a lot. Are you thinking Penrith? Yeah, Penrith was a good one, so, so some people just didn't get it. Um, um, and challenge, and I thought that was awesome. That, that was some of the best. And it wasn't just Penrith. There, there was other times where people were... Either they had some moments where, oh, I think this would be useful, or more importantly, actually, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite getting this. Let's talk it through and let's go and try it and stuff. Um, and yeah, the, the Amy Price and others' uh, approach around trying to link gaming into sport, I think, is something that we'll look back on and go, actually, that was quite a significant moment in sport. Yeah. It's been significant for my culture. And so, I, yeah. So, banking levels, pauses, changed my world. I actually had a group yesterday and they kept and they were incessantly like us and uh and, and about five minutes and I said, Are you guys thinking of pausing it? And they said, What's a pause? I said, Oh, it's your group not been doing pauses <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and 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 just from just from this week and being with the coaches over the last three weeks, how 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 much people are playing around with it and actually coaches have been coaching a huge amount of time going, look, so some of this is actually significantly changing how I coach and it's going to change how they coach in the future about giving players more responsibility um, trying to drive some skill development and behavioural stuff around levels I think it's uh, I mean it, yeah it is it's, it's, it's been significant um, and I'm looking forward to what the future looks like because I think we can actually continue to evolve it and adapt it and I think it's going to be useful I mean, the challenge to sport now is to actually to get it into the games, not just training. Just, this can't just be a training thing. Yeah. This this has to now transfer into um, the match, the game. Um, so yeah, that's that. You think in Falcons, obviously. In what way? Well, they they transferred it to the game and the academy yeah. stuff. Yeah. So Falcons did it last year. They were really playful around their themes. So they linked it to themes. Um, uh, so the the stuff around their Fortnite with the under 16 they're doing a similar thing this year. FIFA. FIFA. So I'm in the loop, mate. Yeah. I'm in the loop. I'm in the golden <laughs> circle of trust. I, I thought you were. So yeah, um, and, and again, I think that's what you can do with concepts such as digital video game, is to just link it to other st other, other things and connect stuff. And um, yeah, and I think lots of people are having a lot of fun with it. And and more importantly, it's having good impact. It's challenging players. It's um, yeah. It's creating environments where players can do really well. That's what I've seen with it. Um, I, I wish I'd known a year ago that I should have stayed on top of my receipts. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in a box from one year. Yeah. Oh. It's shh. shh okay. It's my accountant's listening. Yeah, yeah. Fair point. Case <laughs> Stig's listening. Uh, what? Case uh, your wife's listening. <laughs> Uh, what do you wish you'd known a year ago? Um, <clears throat> probably that everything was going to be all right. Um, I'm not that much of a worrier, however, you know, it's relatively... Yeah, you, yeah, you feel quite anxious about stuff. It, it is a shift. I've been at the RFU for... 27 years. On and off a long time. It wasn't quite that long. Um, always been employed by somebody. Never worked for myself. Um, so yeah, it was just the fact that look, it's it's going to be fine. Just and and lots of people said that to me, and lots of people gave me advice that I didn't follow around. Look, actually, <clears throat> get involved in stuff that really excites you that you want to do. Um, 
I'm a bit like you, if somebody asks me a question, my first answer tends to be yes. I go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I find out the details. So, so time, let's call it time management. I've done some crazy drives where I've gone somewhere past You've got somewhere. best drive, you've got Hexham to Iverbridge <laughs> and back. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hexham to Iverbridge. 24 hours? Yeah, although the better one than that was. And I've heard it was a rubbish session. Yeah, no, it was, it was, that was a real <coughs> good session, actually. Yeah, they were great kids. But I went to uh, Inverness and then back to Nottingham. So I passed my house, got there at 4.30 in the morning. That was, uh... anyway, what about you? What's, uh, what's the stuff that you I wish I'd done my taxes from the start, <laughs> if what, I'm honest. What, your receipts, though? Uh, yeah, my receipts. Yeah, your admin <coughs> is... Um, poor. It's poor. Uh, yeah, I wasn't stressed, I was really excited. So mm. I wish my wife had been less anxious about it. Um, Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I wish I'd done it years ago. Yeah, it's good points. I mean, I've, I've been thinking about that. We've I, was debating about it, it. I was debating off saying, look, can I do X number of days? I really yeah. like the variety works for me. I've probably got uh, possibly too much, but um, I just can't envisage myself being able to do three, six, five days a year in one place. I'd, yeah. Unless it's, you know, I'm, unless the... The cru Crusaders come calling. Tint, tint, wing, wing. Then I think it would be, or, or the All Blacks, then I think I would struggle with it. So, yeah, I just wish I'd done it earlier, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, that's a good I point. speak to loads of coaches that are doing this and they're, they're getting to mine and your age, uh, mid, let's call it mid to early 40s, mid to late 40s. And they want to, they, they start to go, actually, there's more to life than this. And so they start to look at coaching and studying and doing it. And they get really excited about it. And they have those feelings that you have in the car. And they, you know, I, I speak to loads of them. Every every day I would be speaking to people around this stuff. So I wish I'd done it earlier. Yeah, that's a good point. However, I guess the, the, the reality is that we were probably planning for it for a couple of years. So that helped. Yeah, it was. I mean, we'd, yeah, we'd kind of seen the writing on the wall. We'd had lots of conversations, often in the bar, around what the future's probably going to look like. So we were, we were reasonably well prepared. It wasn't a surprise. And, yeah, we were pretty much ready to go. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd be slightly different. I was, um, yeah, I loved, um, yeah, I actually, working within play development um, at that stage, yeah, I probably wasn't quite ready to go then. Hey-ho. Next, what, um, what's been what have you found difficult? Uh, yeah, I think we've already mentioned it. Just the just the the skill around trying to plan your week a bit. Um, just need to be more, no <laughs> more skillful around. Just saying no. I've been more realistic with with time keeping, and yeah, I can do this. Then I'm always so op optimistic about I can do stuff, and I just don't have enough energy or enough time. So, so. That would be my work on you. Yeah, saying no, managing my energy, um, knowing how to switch off. I still think I'm, you know, I, I need a, I need to find something. It, it's, it's, it, it was Love Island till I went to America. That it just makes me go. So Kirk at Google would say his closest form of mindfulness is watching Only Fools and Horses. And I need, a, I need that. And Dean's here. Dean's is fishing. Yeah. So I, I need a, an activity. Not fishing, it's, it's boring. Um, takes ages. <laughs> In your opinion? No, no, no. Dean said he would, he would wait days to catch one fish. He yeah, would happily yeah. do that. That's, that's not to say he's bored, though. <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> um, 
you know, I see some people here this week who it's definitely their gym. Um, so that type of stuff. And then probably adding on a bit of stuff around that, around routine, so that I'm eating better. Um, <clears throat> I'm in the gym more. I'm more healthy. I'm, I'm, as Duff described it this morning, I'm, I'm, I'm offsetting the calories. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's a good point. In terms of the, the general well-being stuff would be something that... Um, yeah, I think we both need to just. I think coaches generally. Yeah, yeah, generally coaches would be really good at supporting others, not very good at supporting themselves. Both as part of their learning and generally as their general well-being. Often coaches would be. Yeah, I actually don't think some of them would be that well. Uh, yeah, I just spoke to and uh, I spoke to Mark Mapletoff last night. He's gone from first team to academy, and he's like, he's loving it at the moment, just because he's getting, you know, you get some time back with your family and yeah. you get. A little bit less stressed, although he's missing the. He might. He said he might miss the Saturdays. That was the thing he loved the most. So, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of coaches that are not doing themselves or their family that much good at the moment. What's the best environments for that? Who do you think's rocking around? Just generally creating an environment where coaches actually can be. Saracens. Yes, I hear a lot. I mean, um, obviously, we speak to Peely and one or two of us from there. I think they invest. Speaking of Shane Fletcher when he came over from the Crusaders, they do a, a decent job. I mean, if you're Scott Robertson, you get to go surfing every morning, and there's your mindfulness covered and a bit of exercise, and yeah. you can rock up in, in your towel to work. And he can practice his dancing. He can practice his dancing. Wasn't quite as good this year, I didn't think. Um, what else have I seen? I like Birmingham. I think they do a great job. I just think. One of the things they do really well is have conversations. So often you're in environments. So we would have definitely spent our last couple of years hypothesising and not knowing stuff and, yeah. and wondering. And, and others, someone else told me this. Yeah. Someone else told me you were going to lose your job before you lost your job. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. So actually, I just think it's lots of environments that do that well where they have trusting, honest, open conversations. That probably helps people's well-being a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely get that. Certainly, I was aware of some people, and probably are currently in our previous employee. There are a few who are pretty anxious and because they would lack clarity around stuff. Clarity would be. Well, that's probably one thing I've learned. I don't think I'm going to go into that. Just, um, just how important some of the. I think it's afforded us some time, just uh, given us some time, just to, just to think about stuff, find find out about some stuff. Um, and I'm hearing a lot around obviously trust and clarity and lots of different stuff so that's one good thing um it does give me it's given me um a fresh outlook and also an opportunity to think about stuff i wasn't thinking about i wasn't thinking about that stuff i was just thinking about a relatively you know small part of the world which is around developing young people within rugby to hopefully go and play for England. Well, what stuff have you discovered since then? Oh, just that. I mean, again, sort of the, a bit of a, a shift into some business stuff as well. You love, just business. Some business. You love selling yourself, <laughs> don't you? Eh? Some business framework and some model stuff, which you can obviously is transferable. So then I've read some stuff, listened to stuff, um, listened to lots of your podcasts. Yeah, I think I've just become... It's good for you to come on one, by the way. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. You're king of podcasts. It's... Um, yeah, it just gives you time. So when you when I was work or when we were working at the RFU, it was all about male um, player developments, uh, ages between fifteen and yes, we were connected to the top of the game through Eddie and various Premiership clubs. But but that's quite a narrow bit to think about. And I and I was and I was into it. I was I was into that sort of stuff. I would 
commit most of my time and energy around that and not as much <coughs> as what I clearly have done now. So I, I just, I know loads more stuff. I'm, to, <laughs> I'm loads better than what I was. Loads better. Yeah, I think I've learned more this year than I've learned in any year of my life. Yeah, that would be the same. That would be the same, both from experiences, so stuff we've gone to when we had conversations and it's, it's gone well or hasn't gone as well as what we would want, but definitely just the fact that we're in contact with such a new I mean, who thought that you would work for hockey? I mean, that's it. Or we would work for hockey. Have you ever played hockey? Yeah, played yeah. for North England in the 16s. Did you really? Sponsored by Dita. Yeah. Dita Hockey Sticks, not Dita Hill. <laughs> not Dita Hill, but I've got a ring, Dita. Yeah. Um, okay. How's yeah. hockey? What have you So, Because you're working on the female side, tell me about that. Tell me about Sarah Kelleher and Et Al and the people that, uh, that you're hanging with. Yeah, that's certainly interesting working within a female. So, I, I used to coach women's at the university for a relatively short period of time, but uh, I definitely noticed that it was different as and when I was doing it. Um, and we're fortunate again at the RFU. We we had some contacts uh, with the women's games, and we used to we used to catch up and meet up and speak to players and speak to coaches about it and stuff. But certainly, uh, Sarah's been one of the one of the highlights. I've learned loads off her. Um, like what? Ah, uh, just how she themes our camps, um, the environment that she creates mainly through giving responsibility and autonomy and choice. She's very good at that. I also think she's very good at the other stuff, especially on tactical. She would have a tactical, she's thinking tactical first and then look to support them from a skill of a How's she going to get better? What stuff are you, you know what I mean? Because you're gonna, they're gonna ask you to help her, you're gonna have to help her get better, mate. Yeah, I think it's about perceptions. I think there's an assumption, generally within, this is not just hockey, generally in sport, that if you're good at one thing, you're probably not gonna be good at something else. Yeah, development performance. Yeah, yeah, so people talk a lot about, <coughs> oh, you're a development coach, well, it doesn't mean you can't be a good performance coach, and vice versa. They talk about, oh, really, really good at culture, and really good environment, there's an assumption you're not very but, good at tech-tack. Um, and if you're good at tech-tack, there's an assumption you're not very good at sort of environment and culture. Um, so yeah, th- that would be some of it around around Sarah, I guess, is just some is trying to squash some of the perceptions and to b- better understand the, some of the perceptions. We get it quite a lot, don't we? That people think we, people often kids describe coach me. Is you're a kids coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll and they'll use their right arm and go, and you're over here, and um, and yeah. some people are over there with their left arm, and I'm, um, yeah, I'm definitely curious to what that means. However, I do get it. And we probably at times need to understand well things such as well bl- block practice is fine and it has a place. However, it also ties <coughs> into the other stuff. Yeah. As an example, um, what else with the yeah? I've 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 really enjoyed it. I like going and I like talking to. I like what have you learned from hockey? Um, real strong framework. Probably well, yeah, the strongest framework within team sport I've seen. Um, they've clearly got some work to continue to do to support people around understanding and how to use it but got real good framework end in mind threads of go you know lots of principles so they've actually got the framework that peop- that then affords people some f- flexibility as coaches to go and coach so they're not telling you how to coach they just say this is the framework that we want you to coach you so that's the best stuff I've seen hockey and good people uh, probably helped that there's not that many of them. I was surprised. I went into their offices and I'm like, "Is this it?" <laughs> it's like, it's like half the size of HR within the R- RFU, and that's ev- everybody. Um, I'll, I'll, the men's, women's spread out. Everyone spread out. So it looks like we're busy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Uh, the, the men's and women's, they probably don't feel as though they're connected as what they could be, but I, I do think... Miles better than rugby. Yeah, yeah, they'd be more connected, the men's and women's game. Um, and connected from top to bottom. I agree. You spoke, what was that happened the other day with Danny Curry? Uh, yeah, Danny and then all the, the, the fellas' coaches, so uh, Mark... Uh, so with the 16s, Jody and Jimmy, who were with the 18s, uh, ADP coaches, uh, Dieter, all sat in a room. So that's from under 16s all the way up to to GB team, just talking about players, player of the future. What what are they noticing? What are the trends? Where's the game going? What could they be doing lower down to help support? You know, stuff that should just be normal. Should just be normal. Yeah. And again, I think hockey would say actually we could even do that. Better, yeah, but I, I think they're in a, I, I think they're in a good place. Uh, we're fortunate we're involved with performance centres, and and then around the NAGS programmes, um, and certainly from a performance centre point of view, I've been impressed with lots of what I've seen. Good people, real good craft and skills around their coaching, given the creating a real good environment. Um, Which other environments have you been in this year that you hadn't been in before, so and that you've thought, hmm, this is. Um, I've been fortunate I've been in lots and it'd be, I mean there's just <clears throat> there's something to pick out of every environment whether it be a school or whether it be a government body or the UK sport or abroad you know we're fortunate enough to be in lots of countries and stuff you are king of <laughs> king of Benelux um, as they're calling it um, uh, there's, there's been something everywhere 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 I've been I've, I've, I've noticed that there's come on what are you thinking um, Georgia, I like a... Georgia. I, I like Georgia. You went to a bouncers convention in Georgia <laughs> where they forced you to drink vodka. Yeah, they did actually kind of persuade me to drink some stuff that was really sick. Um, so Georgia, what, what, what do I like about Georgia? Um, as one guy said, when you've, when you've been fighting a war for nearly 300 years and your, and your passion is wrestling, then you're going to be pretty good at rugby. Um, but but I, I actually like how they're trying to involve. They've got some foreign coaches, but they've got them working with the Georgian coaches. Um, they've got a national centre. They have a national program. Um, they've got a real identity. They're very proud of where they come from, and they've got a real clarity on where they're trying to go. And I've, well, they, they have made significant strides, and not just at the top in terms of their performance side, but through their pathway as well. Got some real talented coaches in their pathway. Yeah. A guy called Lado, who I think is killing it. Um, so that would be one um, on a slightly different scale I really like both clubs in Singapore Taglin and Centaurs I just yeah, like separated their coaches by the ditch. separated by the ditch quite a bit of rivalry but relatively friendly-ish I think um, I just like their coaches most of the vast majority were expats um, yeah I, I enjoyed I enjoyed our time out there supporting them what would yours be? write some down uh, school days <coughs> They're one of my favourite times of the year. Yeah. I've actually loved this. I, I thought this is going to be hard because my family are away, but just sharing with other coaches, you know, being able to, you know, stand outside Dean Macy's room so when he wakes up, I can give him a shock every morning. <laughs> uh, bounce around and make loads of noise in the morning so I can wake Krista Cullen up and she can go to the gym. Um, yeah, we're going to go and chat about our coaching heroes a little bit now. That's exciting. Um, Canada, loved it. Once again, people who were just in it for the right reasons yeah, it's not cool. ego uh, I think they've got some challenges at the top I think they've got a lot of foreign coaches and I think they need to think about that a bit more that would be my challenge because I went over there and it blew my mind the coaches over 50% female 
some real good coaches wanting to throw themselves in there, try stuff. Um, so why is there so many female coaching? So yeah, you came back. That's uh, one thing I've noticed. Often we would do stuff and there wouldn't be as many, well, there would be nowhere near. Yeah, I mean, that was strong feedback. Rusty needs to change his slides. I haven't seen a woman on a picture yet. Yeah. It's a good point. I've had that feedback. Um, yeah, just because the women's games growing over there, it's big, and they've decided that lots of women's teams will be coached by women, which is exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and lots of them working in schools, and they're teachers who also coach, and so yeah, just just happens to be that way. Uh, enjoyed Rangers, thought that was a cool place, really open. Love the fact that coaches are just chasing feedback. Often coaches will get a bit spooked if someone comes in. Uh, same with Derby, was lucky to go in there and spend time with them and Big Frank Big Frank and uh, I mean the world is Jody, I mean he's now with Chelsea I'm, and, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised. saying there's a link I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying there's a link well you were the other night in the pub you yeah. said it was because of you uh, yeah that was cool just speaking to players like Ashley Cole and you know how many times you've been asked how you want your feedback how many times you're involved in planning a session zero zero um, but yeah just getting into that world but also once again just people that want to get better uh Listen to the podcast. She contacted me. Said, "Look, can we? You know, could you come and hang for a day?" So that's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, and then probably Worcestershire cricket's been class for me, really. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, now watching course. lots of cricket on the telly, and the guy Maxwell who did that cool shot the other day, and that would just be normal for them in the nets. So the academy stuff is is class, and lots of those guys going into the first team, and I think it's brave. Um, and what I enjoyed was having. How do you mean brave? Uh, just because parents are often watching, viewing gallery, and thinking what's going thinking, on. This doesn't look like cricket. Hasn't done 104 defensives yet. Yeah. And then he can try some flash stuff at the end. Um, so, yeah, all of that. I've loved the podcast. I've lo- I mean, I've, I've got to chat to Wayne Smith. I've got to <laughs> chat to Shane Fletcher from did you have, Did you do a podcast with Wayne Smith? Did you? Apparently. No, I didn't know. I got to chat to Mo in a car in Leicester. <laughs> uh, I just... Yeah, I've learned. I mean, that's yeah, the thing. Like, my yeah. brain is. That's why I'm excited to go on holiday next week because my brain needs to. Come and you've got a big brain. Us. You've got a big brain. Yeah, obviously. I did tell. Oh, I had to as tell you the, keep telling me, I had to tell the kids I did maths at Cambridge when they think the score's wrong, think that I'm not <laughs> keeping the score right. But uh, yeah, what's done your head in this year? What What have you? Uh, so someone asked a question. You know, what What makes you stop? Stop. And go, hang on, that's not. And, and yeah, I mean, the, intervene. the thing with doing my head in is when it's probably the opposite of what we've been talking about is I still I still notice some coaches who are in position of authority, i.e., head coaches or top, top coaches in whatever sport, just not trying to get better. But that really frustrates me. And that would be in business as well. I was in a business the other day and somebody said, Oh, where, where's this person who was a guy? Where's this guy? Um, or um, we promoted him to get rid of him <laughs> type stuff. It's that type of nonsense um, so that's the stuff that continues to frustrate me um, w- what I'm seeing is that people who are probably younger within a more developmental type environment are working harder than people and and and, and I think they're being held back by so there's some people who I would who I think are holding some people in some environments back because they just don't know what they don't know as the great doctor once said um, so that's the stuff that really frustrates me and then actually probably um, yeah there may be some of the governor bodies just not being bold enough around stuff just saying well actually these are our expectations we almost demand you guys to get better it's clearly not everywhere but 
I do see quite a lot of it. I do see people who get to a top level and work their way up, and then they just kind of stop getting better. Why? Yeah. What, what about you? What sort of? Uh, similar, really. Uh, and I know you keep promising to have him on the pod, but uh, Peely, chatted Ian Peely the day at Saris. Just the fact that they think more about the positives in people, yeah. and they reward people for stuff. They're not punishing people, so they're not saying if you come back on pre-season. You know, below your standards, then you lose 25% of your salary. I mean, once again, it's just quite frankly. And then just listening to some of the stuff their coaches are doing to get better and to check their biases, to check how good they are at noticing stuff. I don't think there's many doing that. Well, sorry, I know there's not many doing that. Um, and once again, there'll be lots of great young coaches who are keen, desperate, you know, wanting to learn. And I think it's I think it's tough for them and, and it's quite and it can be quite frustrating for them. Um adult behaviour, side of pitches. Yeah. I think once again it probably ties in with your NGB stuff, but it just we've just got to be bolder. Why is it always rusty? Stressing his wife out, <laughs> telling someone that, you know, yeah. mate, get off the pitch, why are you shouting at kids? Yeah, I'd be the It's same. just not that helpful. Yeah. yeah. People are he he has Fletch. I mean, and I've asked, and I've that's asked. not fair. I don't think because my intentions are not to. But there's, you know, people. I would, yeah, I would, I would, I would challenge some people. Actually, there's sometimes I haven't challenged it because I actually don't think it's going to end well, which in itself. Um, I would challenge it, but I'm a bit bigger and tougher. Than <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would just distract them for a period of time. Yeah, yeah. I just like going to talk to them about yeah. stuff. So what sort of stuff? There were some coaches from a, a local club to us, and just going to stand in the middle of them and ask them what sort of stuff they see and how's training been going, how's it transferring in, into the game. So Probably when I've asked kids and I've asked them, you know, everywhere I go, especially when they start mothering me as a referee, you know, put your hand up if the adults at the pitch, you know, they're shouting at the ref there. Every kid's putting their hand up. Yeah. It's everywhere. Every every kid is aware that they are playing in games where adults are shouting. And I know what you're about to ask me, and I'm going to tell you it. It's not everywhere. I do um, think it's most. It's lots of places. Have you been to a game this year where it hasn't been the case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean there would be some. I haven't and, been to many. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I do think it's. I, I I do think it is happening. However, I do think it's not absolutely. So I asked one anyone. kid this year, and I'm going to tell the story. You Go know on, what? Uh, has anyone got any adults shouting at the pitch? And the kid said, "Yeah, my dad shouted that he didn't want me to be my son," and then. Fortunately, I scored at the end, and he, he retracted that statement. Yeah. Um, it's that type of we just get really emotional about you know, and I guess we have good intentions, but that's not that helpful. He's yeah, def- he can definitely remember that moment. Yeah, well, he, he obviously replayed it back to you. I think, and again, I think uh, one thing, and I'm aware of a couple of clubs. So, big shout out to Old Roots and one or two of us who are who are just being more intentional around engaging with parents and giving people some information so they can make some better decisions. I, I do generally think that most people, if they had some more information, wouldn't behave how they did. So I actually think it's, it's, on, it's on the clubs and, and, the, and, and the environments and possibly some stuff around the governing body and the, and the professional staff to, to... Agree some stuff, agree some principles. Yeah, just agree some stuff. And Maybe ask it, the yeah. kids to, as Newcastle School for Boys have done, to produce a video or to share some stuff written by the kids that's not just a standard printout sheet of this is how we want the adults to behave. Yeah, I mean, that was powerful, that stuff involved with, as you said, Newcastle School for Boys around getting the... So they did a big survey where, where, the, where the young people and the, and, and the adults contributed to this information and then the kids came out with, actually... And, they call it a charter, so 
this is our expectations of you as adults. Most of them happen to be parents. This is how we want you to behave, and we won't tolerate anything else. And and it does make it easier. It's easier for them to teach you to go well. Actually, this is not how we this is not how we turn up. That would be an environment where people don't shout. People just go and watch. And it's generally good. But, but I think that was helpful because that wasn't always the case. Yeah. Private school parents would be quite. What would be your one advice? Your one piece of advice to any parent? Um, bit of advice to any parent would be around instructions. Just understand the fact that instructions often take decisions away it's not helpful you might think you're helping in that moment and you might solve some problems and you might but it's not helping their decision making uh, it's not supporting the coach coach wouldn't wouldn't want that um it's just not helpful and again when I, when you speak to people about it and you said are you aware of the consequences ar around this your unintended consequences they, they actually get it and they do change their behaviors to, you know Often they change their behaviours too. So mine would be around mm -hmm. instruction. Um, if you ask me to set one, it would be around and it's a meal. Um, it's it, it's just about uh, starting conversations better with young people after they've played sport. So you know, my kid's playing cricket yesterday. He doesn't have a great day. So you know, what's what's the conversations? You know, under see the world through his eyes. He's a teenage boy. Just understand his world. Try and get some feedback from him first before I give my opinion. Um, what about you? Same. Ask ask questions around that. You know, how can I support you? Um, as opposed to you know, just implanting our version of sport and events onto them, and it's not good enough. I don't want you to be my son. Um, you know, what well, we just crazy, really. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, just agree what's what what's the important stuff. So, so we do with parents think here. It's said but on a Thursday and that's the first question I asked why do you want your kids to play sport what's the stuff that's most important and they come out with some cool stuff and then you talk about well can you now what conversations are, are you now having or is this the stuff you talk about and they say no no we're not actually talking about that stuff often they're not talking about it so what cool stuff have you seen what, uh, what what stuff have you seen kids do that's make you go wow uh, exactly uh, uh, I mean uh, lots of stuff uh, last stuff we actually uh, last week we played a game, and uh, we were playing a game. I'm not sure what the game was, and and I just got the kids come up with a word that that you know was my version of cool. <laughs> I'm too old to say cool as much as I do, just like something is ridiculous, and they came up with sick. Did you have the word before? Uh, yeah, I have heard of sick. Uh, it's not the word that I would say, but they so so they just anything that I noticed or they noticed if it was like ridiculously skillful or had just had good intent the outcome didn't have to be good the kids were just shouting sick and they were getting extra points for it and one guy did this unbelievable bit of footwork and threw himself through two defenders and offloaded the ball with his non-dominant hand uh, to somebody who happened to score actually so it did end up with a positive outcome and everybody just shouted sick it was just it was really ridiculous but I actually think that it kind of gave them permission because I was coaching in a certain way which I thought was encouraging to try stuff but that one intervention that one constraint actually changed it quite significantly so that's the best so what about you? Probably yesterday young Jimmy Shuttleworth no relation um, uh, did two things he made someone fall over which is always always cool a good, yeah. good goal for an attacker but I mean he, he, he didn't just fall over he was like twisted up and then uh, he also ripped the ball for the first time ever 
and he was like running around the pitch like yes and then the next time he got the ball someone ripped it off him yeah. <laughs> but I loved it but he was just so excited about it but I just see it all the time and I think it's what you said it's it's giving them permission it's letting them try stuff it's so Jimmy's challenge was if you can do it for the first time ever then then the reward is Brad will do some uh, Brad, Brad's one of the coaches do some press ups for you and uh it was pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. Interesting because the way we had all the rugby guys in the hundred nod and uh, we did our normal closure. I was putting hands up if so, if coaches prevented you from doing something in a match, not training, and there was a high percentage. It was uh, I don't think it was a hundred percent, but it was pretty high high percentage of kids have been prevented from doing stuff in the match. Yeah. Um, well, he asked me. I mean, yeah, it's serious. It's risky, man. It's, it's risky. It's, it's serious. serious game. I and mean, what I have noticed here, and I'll be honest, I mean, I'd spent two weeks coaching the older lads and this time I'm now coaching the year sevens the year sevens are more skillful because they haven't been told you're this position you can't do this yeah. here's the game plan it's very serious rugby now yeah. um, and they just see less possibility and so what I've encountered for the first two weeks is a group of kids that hate me on day one and lots of people think you know must be quite pink and fluffy but I can be quite disruptive um, and they would be frustrated, they would be agitated, they would be, and I think on day four, they've been quite you know, excited about what they could do. Yeah. Now, their challenge is that they go back to another world. Yeah, I, th I think that's one of your strengths. That's, that's what I noticed. I went over, I'm fortunate to go around lots of the groups just swanning around. And uh, yeah, in on your car sometimes. <laughs> in, on day one of both your groups of the older ones, they have, they, you, have re you have really disrupted them. They, I don't think they've hated yet, but they definitely haven't been having as much fun as everybody else because you have tried to change their mindsets a, a little yeah. bit around um, some of the conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and slowly and definitely day two, day three, and by the last day, people are doing and trying stuff, have a different mindset to stuff. Um, possibly, maybe. Yeah, give us some feedback. Um, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not good feedback at all. I, I do think some kids would all continue to struggle with it. They would be. There's one kid in particular from down south at a pretty, pretty nice big, a pretty, pretty big yeah, independent yeah, school yeah, was yeah. was not sort of having it and stuff. Didn't want the love, did he? He, he didn't want, want too feedback. much of the love. What have you seen on the telly? So when you've been watching games, what uh, what have you seen that's excited you? Like game of the future type stuff? Anything emerging um, uh, with the World Cup coming up? I'm, I'm going to change it a bit. Um, I'm Even though it's my question. Yeah, it's your question. I, I mean, this is the stuff that I would like to happen. I don't think it is. I think coaches should be given less opportunity to feed information in during the game. I think it'll change sport. It'll change how we coach. So if if I was in charge of coaching for whoever, um, I would I would say you you have a limited amount of opportunity to, to give information or, or to give some feedback during the game. Because I think that will have the biggest shift and change on coaching behaviour during the week. We no will stop. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Oh, coach is not in. Absolutely. So things such as that, but we need to readdress the balance. Where, quite frankly, it's become the coach's game. So first person who's interviewed after the game is the coach. The coach is the guy who has his picture in the paper. Often we talk a lot about the coach. They get sacked and hired and and all this, and it's not helpful for the development of coaches. And then. The coaches creating environments and in supporting players being the best versions of themselves, uh, and I think we need to think about it like that, because uh, I just see more and more coaches becoming more and more specialised, 
they're worried about their bit not working uh, and giving lots and lots of information to players. And I actually think it's moving, it's moving more that way. Um, and I would reverse that. What about you? Uh, Dean Macy's just walked in. Dean Macy's just walked in. It's, that's uh, unbelievable. Hasn't got a interestingly hasn't got a computer game there, isn't a Dean Macy's decathlon computer game on yet. Did claim that the two thousand and four Athens game there's going to be a fishing game. There's going to be a fishing game. Uh, yeah, what am I noticing on pitch? A bit more off balls, uh, off the floor stuff. That I've been talking about for years. Uh, people thinking differently about different ways of getting the ball back. I'm still excited that with three months to go, the teams might spring some tactical surprises, hopefully defensively, from a, you know, setting traps point of view. Aidan McNulty. Aidan McNulty. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think defence is an area for growth around, you know, deception, setting traps, that type of stuff. So I'm, I'm always interested to watch how teams defend because I think that is a genuine area for growth because often it'll be very systemy and st structured and there'd be lots of stuff that you wouldn't that you know is coming it's relatively straightforward kicking clearly we've seen a big spike in the theme around different types of kicks that we've noticed uh, yeah i agree with you off the floor um yeah there's some stuff that you've seen a little bit in the prem um special players i'm looking for but i love a special play i, I love people setting somebody up uh, uh, and and uh, so i'm excited to to um, hopefully see some some special players. I'm just hoping that it's not all the same. People are just doing the same stuff. It's about lying out. You're whacking somebody up, you're getting around the corner. You're then, I hope I'm not seeing the stuff that I'm seeing. What have you heard from the kids? So you've asked the kids a lot about which five players do you think are gonna kind of have impact at the World Cup? What, are you, what have you been hearing from the kids? Um, I mean, generally the kids, I'm surprised how little they know, if I'm honest. Um, so, so we asked a question last night who are the five players they would struggle to know that many players from different countries there's been a couple of people named and you've, you've kind of been in the kindest possible way going I'm surprised you picked that person such as I can't remember there was someone last week who was like uh, it was uh, Bernard Foley oh yeah yeah Bernard Foley you were thinking uh, oh mate really yeah, yeah I think Bernard's obviously he's, who, are your, who are your three top three who's going to who's going to Excited the World Cup. Um, who do I think will excite the warm or who do I think will have impact? Either. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of Ben Smith. I know he's been around a long, long time, but I just think Constantians. Yeah, I just think he's such a such an, an intelligent footballer, uh, and that he has. Christ I think Christa Collins just walked in. Oh, we just named him. Uh, Peeps. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Best gym trainer I've seen. Uh, Had to clap her out of the gym this morning. Uh, <laughs> a round of applause. Uh, so Ben Smith would be somebody who I think Faf de Klerk. I hope I hope he's given some opportunities and some freedom within uh, the South African structures to, to rock it. He's he's a guy I, I, I've just loved watching in the prem. And there would be a, I think there'll be somebody from one of the islands who will just come out of nowhere, possibly from Sevens, and just rock it. So. I'm curious to watch. I love watching them play because I think there's some real good individuals and there'll be some good moments. Yeah, Bowen Barrett at 10 for me. I don't think they'll win the World Cup with Moanga at 10. I think they'll, I think they might start with him and then they'll end up with Barrett at 10 and realise that Okay. it's just exciting with him at 10, isn't it? Yeah, it's ex yeah I think it's exciting. I think it's going to be an exciting World Cup from a rugby point of view. I think
think it's a number of teams who who are definitely their coaches are going to Burnley thinking we can win this. I think it's five or six who are generally thinking we can win this. Yeah. If things go well, our best players stay fit. Um, yeah, we can we can win this, and it might be coming back to the Norman Hemisphere. I think that's exciting from the Norman Hemisphere point of view. That actually somebody in the Northern Hemisphere is going to have a real good crack at it. Yeah. Um, what next? What's what's? Will we do this this again in 2020? End of September camps 2020. Uh, what? Steve Macy will still be here. Chris Cullen, maybe if Duff, you know, renews their contract. <laughs> we'll see. What? Um, what will be? Uh, will be the crack? What will have happened in the previous 12 months? Um, yeah, hope, hopefully get involved with cricket because you know how much I love cricket um, and I'm excited where it's going. Yeah, I love when Steve Smith scores lots and lots of articles out there about an hour about his environment and the, the lack of coaching and his different skill and his different technique um, as a sport, um, 100 ball, 2020, 50 over, test match, I think it's, um, I know you don't get cricket but I, I do, I would love to work a bit in cricket to, to support the coaches. I love bit. the I love the coaching. I just think the games are boring. <laughs> not all the games. I mean, it's are not boring. even that exciting, like having a golden over and stuff. What's oh, that all about? The World Cup final was probably one of the one of the best moments in sport. Cool. So uh, involvement in cricket. In uh, involvement in cricket, um, I think for us to continue to develop some stuff that's going to support coaches. So we're we're sort of moving a little bit. We're going to some coach challenge cards coming out for business. We're going to look at some education as well um, so just about got that stuff finished we're going to deliver some coach development through the three C's so pretty excited about where that's going to go what about you just be happy mate just be happy oh I think where you always answer second so you can just have the coolest answers yeah. I, I, I get into this I get into the stuff and then you just go oh, well that's cool face. less oh, driving right. less driving yeah that'd be nice my car's about to die so yeah, cool. over and out. Over and out.